Hello and welcome to the 5D CFO podcast. My name is Angela Marie Christian and my mission is to help entrepreneurs and thought leaders rise to the 5D where we can find wealth in all dimensions in all areas of life. Enjoy. I'm really excited to introduce you to Christina Mond Lacchiani. She is an entrepreneur, writer, speaker, philanthropist, and mother. She has been in the personal transformation industry for over 20 years. You might know a little company called Mind Valley that she co-founded in 2003. But she actually started her career working for the government of Estonia, where she was born and raised. And then she worked for various nonprofits, such as the United Nations, Oxfam, etc., in 2009, Christina launched Mind Valley Russian, taking Mind Valley's best authors and teachings to the Russian speaking market. This month, she is releasing her very first book with the help of Hay House Publishing, and it is called Becoming Flossom. And that's what we're going to talk about today. In her book, she shares her journey from being on top of a personal growth empire like Mind Valley to stepping aside, conscious uncoupling from her husband, and walking her path towards being more honest with herself. Enjoy. Welcome to the show, Christina. I'm really excited to chat about your new book, Becoming Flossom. Before we begin, can you please share with us what Flossom means and how you came up with that term? Well, first of all, thank you, Angela, for having me on your show and for giving me a chance to talk about my book. Uh, now, when it comes to the word flossom, I do wish I had come up with that amazing word, but no, I didn't. I uh, found it somewhere, and I think it's uh, a word which has been used uh, a little bit, not too much, but it's uh, it's this one of those uh, words that doesn't belong to anyone. So I adopted it because I loved it. Uh, and um, yeah, it's, um, you know... Uh, the, the the idea of flossum, uh, in essence, is reflected in the origin of the word. It's a combination of the words flawed and awesome. So it is, in a way, uh, self-explanatory that uh, you uh, you attempt to stay awesome despite the fact that you are uh, not flawless, that you're flawed and maybe imperfect. Uh, but of course, in my book, I give it a, a little more uh, deep. Um, Meaning, in the essence, uh, what I what what I try to to help my reader to achieve is to uh, not just accept yourself uh, with your flaws or uh, learn to accept and love yourself with your flaws, but actually go a step further and uh, try to realize that those things that maybe you're ashamed of or maybe make you shrink uh, are actually things that make you you and give you the value that you have to give to the world. So uh, in essence, I want uh, people, I invite people to, uh, to, to face their flaws and to see, uh, to see their flaws as a source of their strength. Mm, I love that. That's, I feel like so many of us are trying to be perfect all the time. And I love this idea of being flossom. So thank you for that. Um, and what inspired you to write this book? If you could just share a little bit with the listeners, that would be great. Uh, it's a, uh... I think uh, big things happen through um, many different uh, signs and many different uh, paths. It's like, uh, you know, the Amazon, the river, uh, Amazonia, it's, uh, there are a lot of little, little rivers getting into it. So I guess it's similar with the book. On one side, I've been in personal growth and transformation for 20 years and worked with some of the best authors and speakers in the industry. So it was in a way a natural uh, progression of things. Uh, like, you know, when you're, uh, let's say, um, 
when you're born in a family which has certain expectations of how uh, a life should be, what kind of profession a child should have or what kind of education, then you don't even question that. It just becomes your default. Uh, but then on the other hand, of course, my life experience uh, had uh, inspired uh, a lot of the uh, content of the book uh, and also my personality in a way. I like to ask questions. I like to uh, find answers. I don't um, believe in a generalization. So when I started writing the book, there was a lot of research going on. So uh, those uh, those little streams coming together actually ended up in a pretty big project, a book. <laughs> I love that. Um, and what are some of the issues that you address in the book? If If people are looking to help with some issues they're having in their life, what are just some of the issues you address? So my um, ultimate goal uh, of that book is to help people to um, to find the path back to themselves, the real uh, selves. Uh, I do believe that a lot of uh, people uh, with time, with uh, life's experience, uh, lose sight of what it means to be you, real you. We play a lot of uh, social roles in our life, which is normal. Uh, and sometimes we associate so much with uh, a certain social role that we are forgetting who's the human being who is playing that role. Uh, just as a very pragmatic example, uh, we all have different facets. Like I'm a woman on one side, I'm a teacher and a speaker and an author, and I'm an entrepreneur and I have children. I'm a parent and I have my parents, so I'm a child. So we have all those different social roles and uh, it is absolutely healthy and and good to change your your masks and your scripts as you <laughs> navigate the social, uh, social landscape. Like when you come to the office and you're in the professional environment, you obviously speak a little different than how you speak with your children. Uh, so it's, it's a natural thing, but the problem is that because we value certain social roles all the over others, we sometimes start merging with them. Um, like if you're a mother and an entrepreneur, it's sometimes so hard to switch off one side. For example, you have to, you have to, you go home and you forget that you are actually a parent, a loving parent, not just a, a businesswoman. Or let's say if you're in the position where you are a colleague and a friend, sometimes there may be a conflict. Uh, so what happens is that, uh, we start forgetting who we are. Uh, we start associating with things which are valuable, which society considers valuable. We start uh, prioritize, prioritizing them over other things. And um, and eventually we lose sight of what it means to be me because we want to be loved. Naturally, we want to be good as part of that desire to be loved. Uh, so uh, at some point in my life, I realized that uh, I've uh, lost the main character in my movie. <laughs> I kind of make the motions of my life, but the main character is missing. And I think that's the ultimate goal of the book, to help people find their path back to them, real them, not just the many social roles that they play. Um, and along the way, we go through a very... Uh, very picturesque terrain <laughs> through forests and mountains and into the cave to what to to face our dragons but in more practical terms uh, we discuss a lot of topics in the book i talk about happiness success about perfectionism about uh, hustling culture about emotions unpleasant emotions about uh, courage uh, honesty kindness and uh, I naturally end up very philosophical because that's that's just part of me. So this book has uh, has a lot to offer. 
No, that's great. And a lot of my listeners are like me. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a single mom of three, just trying to juggle everything. So I totally know what you mean about, you know, there's so many different roles. So I think that is a really important thing for us to be looking at. And I left my marriage about a year ago and I realized I had not been being my authentic self for a very long time. So I'm really excited to read your book. And I love how you say authenticity and honesty are binary. They're either there or they're not. And I'm wondering if you could just give us an example of maybe like a technique that you talk about in your book that might help other women who are just now realizing as well that they haven't been being their authentic selves. Uh, I wish it was such a simple thing. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I once heard a very wonderful quote, uh, I, and I'm loosely quoting it. I don't even remember the source. I was interviewing something, someone, so I'm really sorry. If somebody owns the quote, please let me know. But um the guy said, uh, a powerful mind can create a bulletproof delusion. So very often, uh, people who are smart and uh, ambitious, uh, I believe a lot of people who listen to your uh, show are smart and ambitious. Well, this is the type of people who want to listen to shows. Um, we are very often so smart that even the delusions that we build in our minds are so strong that you can't really uh, break them very easily. Uh, and uh, we are all a little delusional. Uh, and I know it it, uh, it is a bordering with, uh, with being a little too philosophical, but, uh, but life is actually just a succession of events that happens uh, either to you, with you, through you, uh, or around you. Uh, and uh, our experience of life is, in essence, our experience of those events. And um, it, that also means that uh, that your mind creates the idea of reality because there is an independent event which is uh, usually uh, quite objective and uh, you know n not a polarizing kind of uh, thing. It just happens. Something happens, uh, and how how that affects you, how that affects your worldview, how that affects your opinion about yourself, uh, your judgment of yourself depends so much on the kind of story, the kind of narrative that your brain is used to, uh, well, <laughs> suggesting to you. So mm -hmm. it's it's uh, interesting. You can actually observe it. Uh, for example, the events which have touched everyone, like uh, COVID, the, the different realities that people lived in through that time, which event was objectively the same for everyone. And that is because our mind creates the version of reality. And uh, if you realize that uh, the biological function of your brain is to keep you safe, then naturally when you're, when you face something, when you face an objective event, which, uh, is, uh, considered dangerous to you, like you, it makes you feel uncomfortable, unsafe. Your mind is going to, uh, distort the reality to make you feel safer. So, uh, why I'm talking about all of that is because, um, and, and it's so funny because you told me that I say that honesty and authenticity are binary. So are you either honest or not? Uh, yet there's nothing absolute in the world. So, um, so it is incredibly important to realize that, uh, unfortunately, we are much more comfortable with uh, distortions and with uh, deception 
in our life than we would like to uh, we would like to believe yet uh yet when it comes to authenticity uh if you are compromising your uh, essence or your values even a little bit even 5% it's pretty much a deal breaker you don't you you don't feel yourself authentic very often when you have to when you have to make that choice uh you almost feel like you are trading your soul for something uh which you deem valuable enough for for that so yes on one side i do think that honesty and uh, and and um authenticity are binary but on the other hand i also want to impress that uh honesty requires practice and awareness and i'm not talking about honesty with the world i'm talking about self honesty because authenticity in essence is your relationship with yourself so um it is about you being honest with yourself and any conversation about honesty has to start with the fact that we are very often unfortunately not very honest with ourselves yep that's very true <laughs> and yes i i've struggled with authenticity for quite a while and it's but it's nice to start working on it and starting to see your true self so um if someone purchases your book and follows along with all of the techniques what type of transformation do you hope they'll walk away with? Uh, you see, uh, transformation is uh, not in my hands. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope that my book is a companion, but uh, it is always uh, in the hands of the reader to experience the book. Uh, and I, I say that quite a few times. Uh, of course, uh, it is a book is a journey, and I wrote it as a journey. But then in the process of editing, uh, my editors... Uh, asked me and helped me uh, to give it the kind of structure that would help people to actually also use it as a, you know, as, as a tutorial or as a, as a training, uh, which, which it has become. So I've added a lot of exercises and reflection points and uh, points for introspection after each chapter. Uh, but uh, I impress it on my reader that I cannot give you the transformation. What I can give you is uh is uh, I can be your companion. I can uh, give you the questions. I can suggest that you uh, experience certain things or ask yourself th certain things, or I can share some ideas. But the transformation is in the hands of the reader, and it depends on several things. Information definitely is an important component of transformation, but it's uh, information alone is not enough. You have to have an experience. Uh, because information, while it stays information, it's like a book on the shelf. Um, it's good to have, but unless you take out the book and start reading it, it's not going to change your life. So the same with transformation. You can have uh, a lot of ideas and get them, understand them cognitively, unless you've experienced that idea in your personal life. It's not going to change the way you see the world. And that brings me back to that same um, explanation that I gave in the previous question, that life is in essence a sequence of events which we uh, react to or we interact with, or we, um, these events make us see the world in a certain way or see ourselves in a certain way. So you have to have that experience for that narrative in your head to change. Yep. That's very true. I'm really excited about this book and I'm looking forward to it coming out in June of 2023. And yeah, I think that covered everything. So thank you so much for your time. And I can't wait to read it. Thank you so much for having me on your show. And yes, I can't wait for it to be out. 
Thank you so much for listening to the 5D CFO podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and tag me on social media. You can find me at Angela Marie Christian on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. If you haven't purchased my best-selling book, Manifestation Mastery yet, it's priced at 99 cents on Amazon for the Kindle version. 